This is a production of 1217 Media. Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to my channel. This is Christian here and you're tuned in for more of my two cents, where we embark on a journey exploring the intricate tapestry of faith, spirituality, and the process of deconstruction through the lens of Christianity. Now you're joining me as we engage in thought-provoking discussions, delve into the complexities of religious beliefs, and navigate the paths of questioning and reconstruction. And whether you're seeking to deepen your understanding of faith or exploring the realms of deconstruction, within the Christian context, this channel here is a space for open dialogue, introspection, and a compassionate exploration of the intersections between belief, doubt, and discovery. So let's embark on this transformative journey together. And before we do that, we have three points that matter most before we start any discussion or dialogue. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, you're not crazy. And number three, God, your creator so loves you and I do too. Ooh, we child. Okay, your girl got other content locked and loaded, all right? But I've had to restructure my posting schedule here on The Good YouTube because people at church are acting up. And I think, oh my goodness, I think that it is beautifully, you know, um, vindicating. It is beautiful vindication. Even, I don't know if that's the right word, but I just feel like it's so... It's so refreshing for me to have things unfold the way that they do by the church because it again brings that validation to the things that I say, the videos that I make, the comments that I make, the truth that I stand on, the wisdom that I share, the empowerment that is given for you guys to walk away, to be free and not to feel bad um, because the behavior continues to exhibit itself. It's on full display. Um, I posted the video about watch night service, the history of it. And literally that night we could not have known. Okay. We could not have known that swag surfing would be what William Murphy would do. Not praise is what I do. Although that is his hit song and his right to fame. All right. That is his classic top song. Praise is what I do. Well, swag surfing is what he did. <laughs> right on stage. Because y'all know I do not refer to them as pulpits. Because performance, right? Performance and entertainment is what you get from these people. Not the men and women of God. I will not be referring to them as such. You get performance and entertainment from these people people. They have microphones, uh-huh, and they have stands. These are not, these are the same stands that people who present and do public speaking, um, who, uh, even people that do TED Talks don't have stands to put an iPad or a Bible or a book. But your pastors, your, your teachers, your leaders, they have stands and microphones. So he had a stand he definitely a podium. All right. I'll call it a podium, a podium for the pulpit. He had a stand and he had a microphone and <laughs> he decided to, in my honest opinion, disgrace the space. But then again, he didn't because it's just a building, but we're going to get there. So before we get started, if you are a returning to center, then welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me again for another amazing discussion and dialogue. It will be thought provoking indeed. And I am going to try to remain calm, although I am 
I'm not upset at all, but I am actually amused. The videos that I've, po- that I've seen, the one video that I posted in my shorts last night, y'all have to understand, I am tickled by this behavior because it continues to be exhibited time and time again. And when I tell y'all the punchline of this video, my purpose, the uh, issue and the takeaway, y'all gonna be scratching your head like that wasn't, what, what, that wasn't, ex- that wasn't her, the stance I was expecting her to take, right? Because I'm not gonna harp on what y'all think I'm gonna harp on. But uh, we'll get there. If this is your first time on the channel, then welcome. Welcome to the table. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to the discussion. All right. As the opening tells you, I am on a journey. We all are in some way or another trying to figure out where we stand in as it relates to organized religion, Christianity specifically, and the deconstruction journey of getting away from old beliefs and indoctrination to the new beliefs and understandings that actually serve us. And this is what I I need to start with, okay? So we're going to start with reverence. What is reverence? What is reverence, y'all? Huh? Do you know? Because none of it was on display the other day at the Dream Center down in the A. (laughs) That's ATL, okay? Peace up. A-Town down. That's what was not on display. So let's give you the definition of reverence, all right? Because if I don't do nothing else, I'm going to give you a definition, all right? That's what we're going to do. So reverence is deep respect for someone or something. Reverence in a biblical definition is a profound respect and love. When you have a reverent attitude toward God, you honor him, express your gratitude to him and obey his commandments. Okay. You should be reverent in your behavior as well as your attitude. You should be reverent in your behavior as well as your attitude. And I got that definition slash explanation from churchofjesuschrist.org. Not churchofjesuschrist.org. <laughs> churchofjesuschrist.org told y'all that you should be reverent in your behavior as well as your attitude. Now, let me tell you, because if you're not familiar, the setup, the format, and the blueprint for all of my videos are as such. History. Mm-hmm. My experience. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And where I am post-deconstruction on the matter. Mm-hmm. So this video is going to be about reverence. What is the history of reverence in the church? What is my experience of reverence in the church? And where am I right now in the midst of my deconstruction journey from the church? And then we're going to tie in this good old William Murphy behavior in choice for his church. Now, I've told you the definition of reverence, and it is very important that you understand what that definition is because that is the foundational belief and principle that is to be practiced as a Christian as it relates to reverence for God and reverence for the house of God. I did not see reverence, nor did I see respect for the house of God based off of my experience growing up. I did not see it. I have not been in a church, okay, in over five years in attendance. I've visited, I've gone to Christmas programs. Um, uh, My daughter was christened 
in a church. She's six now. So that was six years ago for that. And my son attended a preschool in a church um, and he's now eight. So you can do what you want to do with that information. So I can pinpoint the exact last times I've been in a church and they were not for church services, but they were church experiences. But I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness background. And I can tell you right now that there were some key things we could not do as it related to reverence and respect for the house of the Lord. Number one, we could not stand in, play in, run around, do nothing in the pulpit. We could not do anything in the pulpit as children. Do you hear me? When we were in the pulpit, we would walk, and I mean walk slow or swiftly to get up out of it. We would walk slowly to say, excuse me to someone, get someone's attention. If someone said, go tap on pastor's shoulder and tell him such and such. Baby, I was scared. Do you hear me? Not because somebody told me something bad was going to happen, but because I knew that just anyone could not be in that space. I knew it was the understanding. It was the silent, unspoken rule. You're not going to play up here, baby. If you're in the pulpit, it's for a reason and you need to serve it and get up out of it. That's why I don't call these pul. These are not pulpits. These are stages. Now let's give y'all the definition of a pulpit. Okay. Cause I'm going to do nothing else. What I'm going to do. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to get y'all the definition. Now pulpit is a raised platform or lectern in a church or chapel from which the preacher delivers a sermon. All right. That's what it is. It's just a steep place with steps leading up to it where a priest or minister delivers their sermon. However, there was reverence and respect for it. We could not just be up there doing whatever we wanted to do. Usually if we had to do something during youth service or whatever, we would speak on the floor. We would not just get to go in the pulpit or whatever. And then when we were allowed to we did our thing and got up out of it, period. After church, this was not playground. This was still holy ground. That's why I am confusion that what took place took place, but that's neither here nor there. It was a stage that was not a pulpit. It's not honorable. And there's that. Now, we couldn't play in the pulpit. We could not run around in church. The church was even viewed as sacred, sacred, and there was reverence and respect. If you tried it, you were directed outside. Go outside with that. Nobody would be mean to you, but it was definitely a stop what you're doing and exit. Okay? Go somewhere else. There was no hollering, no screaming, um, none of that. Like, as playful, I mean, as children. That wasn't a space to do that in. Um, also, there was no eating. There was no drinking in church. There has been an evolution in that. Uh, definitely, I've attended churches where you can sip your Starbucks, your coffee, eat your donuts, your refreshments. Literally, there's a cafe and nobody stops you before you enter to say, oh, you have to finish that before you come in here. No, 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 no. Baby, bring your crumbs and then some into the sanctuary. <laughs> we lift our cups in the sanctuary. Hey, we eat our croissant to give him the glory. Yes, we bring our peppermints and then some snacks. Come on and give her some goldfish. Don't take her to the back. Yeah, give her some goldfish and don't take her to the back. Baby, that's where we are. Okay, 
<laughs> you know, like my little, my little remix, because the evolution has taken place in church where the reverence and respect has taken a back seat. I am okay with these things. I don't care because I don't attend, but I'm letting y'all know my experience. All right. So that was the reverence and the respect back in the day, back in my day, things that I was not used to. If your child has something to eat or needed something, you took them downstairs to eat it. Right. After church, you had pound cake, you had fish fries, spaghetti plates, hot dogs, chips. That stuff was for sale after church in the basement or at the back. But you was not bringing that into the sanctuary like that. You were not doing that. And it wasn't something that upset people or people complained about. It was something people respected because they had reverence for the sacredness of the space that was known as the sanctuary. But that's not what we have right now. OK. All right. Another thing, as I got older and I was a young adult, I came to understand. Well, actually, when I was younger, um, I we had attended a couple of weddings. We attended more funerals than weddings child growing up. Weird. But nonetheless, in the wedding receptions that I attended, that we attended, I remember noticing that Certain music was not played until after the pastor that officiated the service left. Let me say this to y'all again. Certain music at a reception was not played until the pastor who officiated the service left. Reverence and respect. The reception hall was not attached to a church. The reception hall was not in the basement of a church. The reception hall did not belong to the pastor of the church. It was a totally separate building on another side of town. But when the pastor was in the building, they shut that down. They did not play anything until after the man of God left. This is just my experience, y'all. Maybe y'all know what I'm speaking of or you don't. But this is what I witnessed reverence and respect for the position of the person, right? That was considered to be a representative of God. People didn't play that. So after the pastor left that reception, the one I'm speaking of specifically, specifically was the wedding of a person that didn't even go to church. It was of my auntie. My auntie did not go to church y'all. But when that pastor was in that reception hall, there was no R&B, hip hop, none of that played. I don't even remember what they played. They may not have played nothing, to be honest with you. And I'm not even reaching. I don't even think they played any music until that man left. When he left, that's when I remember hearing, um, in the way you walk, in the way you talk, in the way you say my baby, that's, I just want to be yours. Come on. From this day forward, Tevin, 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 Campbell. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That was my first time ever hearing, hearing Tevin Campbell's song. Tevin Campbell, they played that song so many times that night, but it didn't start until after they passed the left. Reverence and respect. Okay, that was another experience that I had as it relates to God or church and the sanctity of respecting the environment, right? The reverence. The next one would be my personal 
wedding, my wedding. Now, I just told y'all about the other receptions, right? About the other reception. My wedding, 2009, okay? We get to the wedding, and uh, the day of, it's in a church, a beautiful church, New Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Gary, Indiana, right? My mother's home church, my father's home church. My father was a deacon. My mother was in the choir. This is These are our roots, right? Back at the crib. Beautiful church, got remodeled like in the like mid-2000s. They did like a $2.1 million remodel on this church. It is amazing. So even though we didn't attend that church as adults or even, you know, at all, I never attended New Hope. It was my mom and dad's, you know, um, young adult church. I knew I wanted to get married there. The church is beautiful. So we paid to have our wedding there. And guess what they asked me to do next? Send them the music that I was going to play walking down the aisle for clearance. Send them the music that I was going to play walking down the aisle for clearance. I said, send them the music that I was going to play walking down the aisle for clearance. They were not playing with me. Reverence and respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. They were not playing with me and it did not shock me and I did not have a problem with it. Tamia was played. Okay. Spend my life with you, her and Maxwell, I believe that's what was played. The end that played for my bridal party walking in and it played for me walking in. And I was upset because I wanted Canon and D, but we don't have to talk. Jesus, we ain't got to talk about it. They played the wrong track, but I had two tracks that was supposed to play. The Tamiya Spend My Life With You, and then it was supposed to be um, me walking in can- to Canon and D, and then us walking out to Canon and D, my husband and I, but that ain't what happened. The Tamiya song played for all of it, which was cool. It got approved, but my point was that they wanted to know what the song was. They wanted to hear it in order to approve it before it was played in their church. Now, what took place in Atlanta, if you are not aware, the other day on December 31st, before New Year's, on New Year's Eve, down to the Dream Center in Atlanta, I believe they had a sneaker ball, a sneakers ball, which is when you wear your sneakers with Formal attire, all right? We're talking about formal gowns. We're talking about uh, pageant dresses, uh, reception dresses, like your after five looking good, all right? Your tuxedos with the sneakers on, all right? That's what a sneaker ball is. Usually they're charity events. uh, They're for philanthropic efforts, things of that nature to bring people together with culture and fashion. This was the idea for the Dream Center. They had a sneaker ball of sorts, for their New Year's Eve watch night service. However, when you got there or at the end of whenever this happened, this would be the setting or this would be an occurrence that took place at the watch night. Now I'm going to play this clip that has gone viral. All right. And then I'll be back with more of my two cents.
baby. <laughs> I felt it. Okay. I I felt I felt that in my chest. Um I definitely enjoyed it. Uh right there in that clip. Swag surfing by Fast Life Youngster. Um that 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 is what was played there. Um that was not a church gospel rendition. That was the song by Fast Life Youngsters. Um Swag Surfing. It is a popular song. It is a common song that is played at games, HBCUs. They do the swag surf. You got white people that do the wave at their games, and then you get swag surfing at the black games. Just giving you what I got, all right? Which is the truth. Um, <laughs> so you ain't finna catch us doing the wave with our arms. You finna catch us grabbing each other's shoulders, putting our arms over each other's necks, and swag surfing, right? Aggressively. You might feel like you're going down, but you better keep your head above water, all right? Now, listen. Given the environment and the reason, I I cannot approve of what I witnessed at church, but I get it for the person and the people that engaged in it. Now, here's another clip that I have not seen equally surf, uh, surfing around, <laughs> swirling around, and it kind of gives a little more context, but it also shows William Murphy playing another song. So the swag surfing is what has gone viral, but he did another song. Let's get into it, and I'll be back with more of my two cents. You got to walk it out. That's how we going out of here tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, walk it out. They trying to act like they don't know what you're referring to. Look at them and tell them, walk it out. You got to Baby, they played the verse. <laughs> they started the verse. The DJ didn't even have the decency to cut off the track before they got to the verse. I don't know what to tell y'all. I really don't. I really don't. But um, that was the goings on down to the Dream Center. That must have been his dream. It's not giving Dr. King, if you know what I mean. But he did indeed perform what he sought out to do. He got crowd participation. He definitely caught the response and the engagement that he desired. He definitely made the reach and the virality that might have been on his vision board. But what I can tell you for certain and for sure, there is some confusion amongst the brethren. Hey, hey, y'all. The Christians out here arguing again. The Christians down here fighting to the church again, y'all. The Christians are down here fighting again, y'all. Come get y'all people because they are not in one accord. The confusion has come down amongst them. Just like the Pentecost where, you know, they say that God made everybody in the room speak different tongues and they were not able to hear one. They weren't able to hear, comprehend or nothing. That There was no 
kind of deciphering. There was nobody to interpret what was being said. The Christians are down here fighting again. Come get them, God. Come get your people. Come get your people because they're not even on one accord. This is the issue. This is the issue. This one, this one is video take a turn. This one is video take a turn. Because see, I'm pretty sure y'all are expecting me to say whether I think it's right or wrong. I don't care. <laughs> Let me drop that down on you right now. I do not care what they were just doing. I am not going to speak on that. You want to know why? Because they're doing what they do. Causing confusion. They're doing what they do. I expect nothing different. Okay. I expect nothing different from these people. That's why I left. These are a confused people. These are people with no real structure, no real principles, no real values. The Bible is simply a book for them to use as a sword and shield. They use it as a sword to cut you down and they use it as a shield to protect themselves from accountability. That is it. These people are doing what they do. There's nothing to say on whether it was right or wrong. But my issue, the issue, not my issue, but the issue that needs to be addressed here is the confusion that I want to sound an alarm on and bring your awareness and your attention to. Notice how people in the church are utterly split on whether or not this is appropriate. I'm not, I'm not confused on whether or not it's appropriate. I know that it's, in my opinion, it's not for the place that it took, that it happened in. I don't feel like this is a, uh, a reverence, uh, 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 act of reverence. They didn't act in reverence. Their behavior did not show any reverence to the sacred place that they call sacred. Right? So that's just my two cents. No, it was not appropriate for the place it happened in. But who cares? I'm not there. The issue that people need to look at as it relates to Christianity, when you're talking, when, when there, when you're on your deconstruction journey, when I was on, you know, mine in the beginning, I was so conflicted. There was so much confliction. And some, some people will say, oh, that was conviction. No, 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 no. I was conflicted because I didn't know whether or not I was doing something wrong in myself, or if I was doing something wrong to the people I was leaving. If they were going to be mad at me, if they were going to be upset, if they were going to talk about me, I never one time feared God. I feared people. I had a problem with whether or not man would accept it. My mother, would she be hurt by my decision to leave church with my old pastors, you know, feel as if though I never loved God. It was the fear and shame of man. And now that I'm looking at this kind of stuff, I'm like, do anybody else see the, the utter confusion in the church? The church doesn't have to worry about the world condemning it. The church doesn't have to worry about the, the world taking it down. The church is taking itself down from the inside. The inside is going to be the reason the church implodes on itself. There is utter confusion amongst the saints and the ain'ts. <laughs> Not one believer is in agreement with the sacredness of the Lord's house. I have a host of comments that I'm about to show you guys, and we're going to read together where there is so much confusion and conflict of interest. Something that should be so black and white and people should say, no, that goes against our scripture text. That's not how we should be behaving. That's, that should not be the representation of our people. This is damnable behavior. like. 
Somebody go get William so we can bring him before a certain board or hold him to a certain accounting standard. Why would you do? Why would you feel this is okay to do? There's none of that going on right now. There is a split and there's utter confusion in the midst of believers. So this leads me to question, what do y'all believe? Because it ain't the same thing. You all can't even get your own beliefs together. You all are literally using the same scripture to defend what y'all say is right and what y'all say is wrong. One side is using scripture to defend the rightness of the experience in the act that is now viral. And the other side of the church is using scripture to defend or to condemn, right? The inappropriateness in the transgression of the behavior. How can you use the same book to go against your own brothers and sisters in the same belief system? Confusion, y'all. This is what we should be focusing on right now. Not about what they did, because we know why they did what they did. No reverence, no respect. We get that. But then the deeper issue should be, dang, Christians are this split on their own beliefs? Hmm. Doesn't sound like anything I would want to be a part of. So you have a lot of people who have the feeling of it's a by any means. Get the people in by any means. Use whatever you can to attract them. He's reaching the lost and the young, right? You have other people who have the feeling of God isn't there. God would not be in the midst of something like this. Jesus would not be in the midst of something like this. God is not pleased. William Murphy should be ashamed of himself, right? Where's his accountability? He should be fired. That's not finna happen, y'all, because y'all are literally speaking out of both sides of your face on the same issue. That's why there's no power in the church. The church is known for more controversy than change. There, there's the church isn't known for compassion. The church isn't known for healing. The church isn't known for deliverance. And I don't just mean his church. I mean the church that Christians like to shove down other people's throats. You all don't have the power to stand in that position. That's why we're even having this conversation. Y'all don't even know how to argue in silence amongst each other and figure this stuff out. Y'all go viral and then end up in the comment section battling each other. Nobody in these comment sections are battling the world. It's them fighting amongst them. Let's get into these comments. Catherine here says, this is why the churches are closing. What a disgrace. I'm so saddened how people can abuse God's house. Shame on them too worldly. Next up, we have Antoine. And if I don't pronounce these people's names right, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because, you know, it's Facebook. You can be making up your own names here. So I'm going to pronounce it how I please. I am, I am, I am not going to lie. I listen to secular music, but I ain't going to be doing that in the house of God. You got to draw the line somewhere. I agree, Antoine. I agree with that, that sentiment. There are a lot of people who listen to secular music and do what they want to do when they're not at church. But when you come to church, it's just something about it. But you ain't even finna do that. You ain't even finna play that game in the parking lot. You ain't finna play that game around the pastor. Like I said earlier, with my experience, I know people who had reverence and respect for the position of a pastor in their midst. And I know the stipulations that were required of me to submit music before I could play it in the church for my wedding day. And to get here and see this, it's like, dang, we real old school then. Because y'all are acting up. No T. Just an A-C-K. Y'all are acting up. Next person, Curtis, says, 
While people are in outrage about secular music being played, they just want to know if souls were led during service. Okay. This is when we get into the conflict, right? Eugene, I'm tired of the saints criticizing each other as if God granted them the keys to the to heaven or hell. If Jesus were to walk the earth today, it would be the church folks who would crucify him again. <laughs> Eugene, Eugene, you are speaking the truth in that last sentence. If Jesus were to walk the earth today, it would be the church folks who would crucify him again. I use that correlation in a video that I did about Beyonce with Tiffany with the PH. The very things that people know about their own savior being condemned for doing nothing to other people, church folks have no problem doing to other folks who ain't doing nothing to them. It's only when you all realize that you have taken the seat of the oppressor because people will not succumb to your beliefs. You are okay with oppressing people, wanting them to sit down, shut up, submit, obey, conform to my thought process. And I'm going to switch it up on you at any given moment, but I need you to follow along with me. <laughs> participate, okay? Do not separate yourself, participate. And if you don't, you can equally be crucified. And him saying in the first sentence, I'm tired of the saints criticizing each other as if God granted them the keys to the to heaven or hell. That's the that's the issue, Eugene. Y'all are fighting amongst yourselves as if though y'all don't have the same God to answer to. I think that that alone should shut it down if everybody was taking it equally as serious. But it's not that serious and it's not that equally believed in either. People have their own beliefs in Christianity, literally. Next up, LaDonna. Where was all this outrage when he was being a deadbeat dad? Oh, my God. When I saw this, I was like, oh, not LaDonna spilling William's tea. <laughs> not him, not, not, not LaDonna, not her telling William's business. Refer to my video with T.D. Jakes, with Thomas Dexter, where I told you guys that there are so many secrets. There are so many secrets in the church, but you are covered as long as you stay in the church. You ain't, don't step out of the church. The church is your covering for wrong. The church is your covering for transgressions. The church is your covering so that you don't have to stand accountable to the rest of the world who will see you and call you a hypocrite. Everybody knows William Murphy has a child that he does not take care of. The woman has done interviews. She was on Mary Reed years ago talking about this situation and how the child, the little boy literally was at school. Like she had to put the child through therapy because the little boy was at school acting out and crying, saying, my daddy don't love me. Literally, this is William Murphy's situation. Let it rise. If you know, you know. Then you have someone else who says this, not saying I approve, but I'm with you when you write. There are other people who know all these church folks know about William Murphy's background, but it doesn't matter because he stands in the power, powerful position over these people as a man of God. Slap that title on anything and maybe you get away with everything. Next up, Larry, the Bible did say David danced out of his clothes. <laughs> we don't know what the song was, but we do know he had a good time. So here again, we have the separation we have the split in the church where people are like, oh, it's okay. Then you got people like, no, nah, this is not cool. The split in confusion amongst their own beliefs. 
Eskinson. Come on, Eskinson. Okay, Eckridge. Let's just call it Eckridge like the sausage. Eckridge said, use the church how you can. Packed house. <laughs> he pretty much like, listen, do what you got to do to get the people to come to you. All right. If it's the music, if it's the two step, if it's the walk it out, if it's the swag surf, maybe use the building <laughs> to get the people. Confusion. Next up, we got Jackie. That is so sad. Couldn't be me. That is a part of being lukewarm. The Bible speaks of this. But if you are okay with that, then I'm happy for you. And people talking about T.D. Jakes. What's really the difference? Well, Jackie, <laughs> so glad you asked. Um, Thomas is alleged to be participating in power bottom activities. Uh, that's not the same as playing secular music. But go off. We we ain't got to do it too long. Antoinette, I love it. Someone else commented commented and said, "Me too." But I'm not all all the way right, and God knows that. So dot dot dot. See, Layla, Layla responded the way that you we should all be responding, baby. I love it too. I ain't all the way right, and God know it. You know how folks say, "God know my heart." <laughs> what they mean is, I'm acting up. And God knows I still love them, but I, I got to do what I'm going to do. Okay. Don't, don't be mad at me. Cause I ain't never told you I was something else that I'm not. That's why I ain't going to be there. I'm not going to be there, but I ain't got no problem with what they did up in there. That's the risk that to me, that's the position that I can respect. That's the perspective that I can respect when people know, Hey, what they did was cool, but God, no, I ain't all the way. Right. So I ain't know where to judge them. I, I can't say nothing about what they was doing in the church because, baby, I'll be doing the worst. <laughs> not I, not the most. I'll be doing the worst. That's that's the stance that Layla took. So she's like, excuse me, but I'm not the one to say nothing about them because I know what I'll be doing. Melanie said, I would have loved to have been there. Jacqueline said, I love it. Next up, Derek, I definitely go. My kids also. Sherry said, if you hadn't said a church I would have thought it was a party at first, but then I saw William Murphy, my God. See, the people carry, the people carry a story. The people carry a background. Sis said, oh, when I saw William Murphy, <laughs> she was like, I knew he was on Demon Time. <laughs> Sis was like, hey, hmm, consider the source. <laughs> We're not, nothing to see here, folks. Keep moving. This is William Murphy. He has a baby that he's not taken care of. He's a deadbeat. Uh, he's a clown. He's known all around town. Him and Jamal might be buddies. We don't know. We don't know. I don't think William Murphy is married. That I don't think he is. I didn't see a wedding uh, a ring on his finger, but I don't think he's married. But sis said, but then I saw William Murphy. She was like, oh, okay. It's a church. I, I thought it was a party at first, but then I saw him. So I, I know it's a church. He He's a preacher and a singer. So we can expect as much, huh? Okay. Next up, Allison, why? Time and place for everything. Trina, we have much bigger issues than a church swagging and surfing. Better reach the people however you can these days. Okay, so my take on that would be if that's the measurement, if that's the meter uh, for letting this slide or pass or being okay with it, my question then becomes, what else do you have to do to keep these people's attention? Like once you get them this way, and then what do you do next? Huh? 
Like, 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 where do you go from here? You know how they say in relationships and in marriage, whatever you did to get them, you got to do it to keep them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that means don't go from a face full of makeup to talking about you want to go all natural. No, get up and put your homie the clown face on. <laughs> For me at the good 630 a.m. Like before I get up, you need to get up and put your face on because that's what I sent you with. That's what I liked you with. And that's what you're going to keep doing. OK, you can't get people in by this, you know, by this uh, format or with this kind of presentation and then turn around and be like, oh, now we need you to wear shirts that's buttoned up to your neck, turtlenecks, women, and, you know, long dresses down to your ankles, giving, you know, uh, not hot girl summer, but holy girl winter. Like you can't, you can't do that. You brought me in swag surfing and then you want me to come in and sing, you know, Hail Mary. I'm not doing that. Play some more of that music, baby. Roll that back. I'm going to be expecting that consistently. And you get into the gimmicks and you get into the performative measures of ministry because that's what you did to get the entire place packed out. You become known for that. And so it becomes a thing of compromise where you're like, I'm still teaching the gospel, but I'm doing it a different way. Right. You're compromising a standard or reverence because you have to be able to keep the people present. And again, while I don't care, y'all are confused about whether or not what y'all witness was right or wrong. Everybody's on different ends of the spectrum. And that's the concern. Not about it's much more bigger issues than church swagging and surfing. You're correct. It actually is bigger issues than swagging and surfing. The fact that William Murphy is even able to preach anywhere, let alone have his own ministry to fill a church out like that is concerning because he should be somewhere taking parent classes. He should be somewhere, uh, people trying to figure out if he is paying child support, if he is doing the things as a physical earthly father, but no, he's somebody's spiritual father and covering. Hence where we are now. It's, it's a bad setup, y'all. It's a bad setup, but it doesn't matters with an S. It does not matters. It don't. Last comment here from Chazelle. Do you see how many people are in church? We focus on the wrong things. God went to the people. He met them. As much as going on today, as much as, as much as, okay. I can't make these sentences come together. If y'all don't make them come together, Lord. As much as was going on today, they could have chosen to go anywhere. Some could have been innocent bystanders in anything, but they were here to celebrate making it in. So many of us did not get over into 24. My word of the year is elevate above all that seems minuscule and think of the importance of that that really matters. So glad that they were there. Pastor Murphy, thank you for showing God can be anywhere. And then she tags her friend and says, sissy, I wish we were there to swag with you, baby. Okay, listen, um, I don't know if people be reading like what they be writing or if they just be writing while they move in their mouth, which is usually a problem. You should not move your mouth while you write or type because you definitely gonna write the wrong things. Um, focus is what I'm saying. Focus. What you're saying and what actually I think you think you're conveying is not coming together. Okay. Now you've created scenarios here and you've also 
given different recounts of of your your own biblical history. So when you saying that God went to the people, God didn't go anywhere because God was never a physical being. You mean Jesus for the alleged, you know, acts. Okay. So Jesus went to the people. William didn't go nowhere. The people came to him and this is what he gave them. Let's be clear. Jesus never had a setting. Jesus never had a building. So again, this is the the different scenarios that people who are either believers or not, but they're, you know, spiritual or religious, they will say things thinking that they're being deep, but really they're, it's just shallow. It's shallow repetition. They're just regurgitating what they've heard and they're piecing it together at best. So it's really a struggle representation because you've said God went to the people and God did not. You don't even know who God and Jesus are. That's the first problem. Because people really do think God and Jesus are the same person. And that's not true. And then you're saying that God went to the people. We know you mean Jesus now, but Jesus, Jesus did. Jesus were wherever people were. William Murphy was at his building and people came there. I do not believe people expected this when they got there. So it's not like William Murphy went out into Atlanta and created this kind of environment in a parking lot and people were pleased. People came there actually for a sacred watch night event, probably filled with praise and worship, and they got secular music instead and were happy. That's not going out and doing the work of God. That's not going out and doing the miracle signs and wonders of Jesus. That's actually bringing people in who want a real experience and you still continue to give them bullshit. That's what this is. And y'all are okay with that because you'll make it make sense in your mind that this is what Jesus did too. It's not. It, it's not. Now, if you're trying to say that Jesus met people where they were in their wrong and in their sin, that would be true from the accounts of the scripture. That would be accurate. That would be accurate because while Jesus was doing the work of his father, There were people who were still in their sin and in their wrong, and he met them there and did not judge them and deem them unworthy of the miracles and deliverance that he could offer them to do it no more. Don't play with me, okay? I understand what you're trying to convey, but you're failing at it. Jesus never one time said, stay and remain the way that you are. I am going to be an accomplice to what you're already doing. I am going to bring you out of what you're doing in the midst of your regular environment. This would have been represented by William Murphy going to a strip club down to the Atlanta. Right? Huh? Or being in the parking lot and delivering the strippers from even wanting to do it anymore restoring them and giving them what they need in order to no longer drop down from the ceiling, okay? But that's not how your mind is 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 putting it together. You're using a calculator from Dollar Tree instead of a Texas instrument graphing one. You're not putting it together right, Chazelle. You're not doing that right. You're making stuff up to fit the situation. William Murphy did not meet anybody where they were and change them for the better to take away a desire or an interest. He capitalized off of it. That's the problem. Exploitation of a situation for your own personal gratification. Not to actually draw anybody into salvation. 
That's why we're even having this conversation. Play with somebody else because this is not the channel and I got my microphone on. Okay. So you stating that these people could have gone anywhere and they could have been innocent bystanders in anything. They actually were innocent bystanders at church when they were subjected to music that they thought that they were not going to be experiencing, listening to, or swag surfing for. They did get caught up in something. They didn't get sprayed all over social media now for being in that room. My God. Oh, come on, somebody. If you made it this far in the video, like this video. These folks then got sprayed and now they're being judged for even being in the room and they were at church. Make that make sense. They could have been at a club where nobody would have said anything about them. They wouldn't have gone viral for being at a club and swag surfing. That's what ex is expected in a club. Now you've gone viral and you're being judged for being in a room and in a place with no reverence and respect for the sacredness of the building. Now your holiness, now your choice to actually practice something right has been deemed as wrong and inappropriate. Can't win for losing. This is the issue, y'all. Not what they did, but where it happened. And now the judgment that lies on the church. When we think that the judgment is going to be on the world. Y'all love to say that God is coming back for a bride without a spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Y'all are the blemish. Y'all are the wrinkles. Y'all got the spots. Shout out to the 101 Dalmatians. Y'all got the spots. He ain't coming back for y'all. Oh my God. Oh my God. Use my mouth. Use my mouth as the vessel so we can get the message out. God is not coming back for y'all. I don't know who needs to hear this, but y'all are not the, the bride without a spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Y'all have the blemishes, honey. You all might want to get another skincare routine. Y'all got the blemishes. You all are the worst level of spots and wrinkles that God wants to straighten and iron out. Why y'all think y'all are being uncovered and stuff like this is going viral? It's showing that you're the problem, church. Not that you're the solution. That's why I say shut these churches down and turn them into community centers. Y'all would have more reach that way because y'all are not doing it right on Sunday. Y'all are not equipping people. Y'all are not healing people. Y'all are not delivering people. Y'all are not saving people. Y'all are not uplifting people. Y'all are not encouraging people. Y'all aren't doing it right. How would God be coming back to get you? Pacifically, not specifically, but pacifically like the ocean. How would God be coming back to get y'all for what y'all are doing? There is no way. There is no way y'all believe that you all are the bride. Of Christ. There's no way. The bride of Chucky, maybe, but there's no way. I mean, there's a CHU there. So maybe y'all thought y'all was the bride of Chucky. Y'all nah. Y'all ain't the y'all ain't the church's bride. Because y'all are y'all are clearly the bride of Chucky. <laughs> because it ain't nothing but foolala coming out of these buildings. And I am confusion on why y'all still have mass attendance. I am confused. Thoroughly. And to have comments like this, where someone is okay with saying things like some of them could have been innocent bystanders. Y'all love to make up scenarios, not realizing that what you're speaking of was the very scenario that made them an innocent bystander.
Some of those people may have been visiting with someone they really thought was heavily religious and in the faith. And they looked up to and be like, dang, this is the kind of church you go to? They'll probably never go back again. And y'all talking about something. They got the church packed that night. Three Sundays later, probably nobody in the balcony. That made William feel good. That made William the man feel good. What about a God, a king, a ruler, an infinite being was glorified in that? Nothing. That made the person, that made the man of that building feel good. That's what that did. As with all of these other buildings that were open on December 31st. Y'all could have been at home with your family playing board games, eating wings and pizza and ribs and crab boils. Y'all wouldn't have been sprayed with the judgment that is now being cast upon the church. <sighs> they say it's safety in his arms, baby. There is, there is literally safety at your house. You're safer at your house than you are at church because you're going to catch a stray. And if you don't know what catch a stray is, it's a term secularly or in you know mass media when certain things happen. And then people, you know, just pop about the woodworks and start saying stuff and be like, dang, how I get in it? That wasn't even, I wasn't even there. Like you catching a stray, you catching a stray bullet. You weren't even there. They ain't had nothing to do with you. You was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Or you wasn't even in that place at that time, but you still catching a stray from it. These people caught strays, y'all. These people caught strays. They caught stray bullets of judgment. Stray bullets of people who are now condemning them and their participation. And they just wanted to come there to celebrate the new year at church. Hmm. Okay. All right. Whatever, whatever games y'all think it's okay to play, keep playing them. Keep playing them. Keep playing them. I know for me personally, I would never be okay with this taking place, even as a deconstructed Christian, I would not be okay with being somewhere that swag surfing and playing walk it out at church because I simply still have reverence and respect for those sacred places. Even though I do not subscribe to organized religion, I also wouldn't disrespect a synagogue, a cathedral, or a mosque. And no, I'm not even a practicing Christian, Muslim, or Jew. But I have reverence and respect for equal belief systems and religion society. If that's what you practice and this is where you practice it, this is holy, sacred space. I am not about to desecrate it. And that's exactly what we witnessed. Call it whatever you like. But this is exactly why these are buildings and real estate portfolios. These people are doing nothing effective. They have no power. And my resolve for this situation is simply to shut these churches down and turn them into community centers. Now, if you have indeed enjoyed this video, like it, subscribe to the channel. I would love to add you to my two cents crew. Until next time, y'all take care and be safe and stay up out of these churches way. Mind your business until they become community centers and then you can go and give your time to the people, feed some folks or whatever. And he already has a great name for it. I mean, it's called the Dream Center. It ain't a church. It's a community center. Let it be that. Let it be there, William. Let it be that. Let it rise, okay? Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. That's his song too. Let it rise. Let the community center of it all rise. Dream community center. Dream center for the community. Community center of dreams. 
Baby, I'm giving you the names, okay? Use them. Reword it. Do something, because this is not a church. All right, y'all, enjoy the rest of y'all day. It is January the 2nd. I am recording this early in the morning, okay? I woke up swiftly and decided, yeah, we're going to push back the video that was coming out, and we just going to have to do a, a what was happening on watch night that we did not know about it, okay? Watch night gone wild. That's what I'm going to name this video. This is a watch night gone wild. Bye, y'all. This is a production of 1217 Media.